What is up, please, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 112 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, give you the review, let you know what's going on in both of the companies, storyline, wrestling, all that jazz. At the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week, awarding my three favorite matches that I witnessed with my eyeballs. And when there's an extra pay-per-view on the docket, such as this week with Elimination Chamber, I will be doing a separate pay-per-view review for that pay-per-view. So, let's dive into the recap. We are kicking it off with Monday Night Raw in Anaheim, and we got a big match. It's Drew McIntyre versus Cody Rhodes to kick it off. Cody fires up, hits a disaster kick and a cutter. That doesn't put away Drew McIntyre. McIntyre comes back with a sit-out powerbomb. And then Cody nails a pedigree. What, what are we doing over here? What is this, Triple H versus Batista? We move on. Headbutt and a future shock DDT. Cody Rhodes kicks out. Nice double bounce Cody Cutter. We got another near fall. And here comes Jimmy Uso. He shows up distracting Cody. The referee misses Solo Sokoa hitting a Samoan spike on Cody Rhodes. McIntyre hits the Claymore and puts Cody away for a huge momentum win heading into the Elimination Chamber. Damn, that was a main event caliber match. Damn near like main event WrestleMania match in my books. And that's just to open up Monday Night Raw. A little bit of a slow start, but it kicked into gear. Wild back and forth battle. The shenanigans finish a little bit expected, but I thought they did it pretty well overall. This is a really good match. Seven and a half at then. We move on now to a 20-women last chance battle royale for the final spot in the Elimination Chamber. And we get a surprise return from Raquel Rodriguez. She is back in action after being away for, doesn't feel like that long, but here she is. She is back. We got Valhalla. She takes a nasty-looking bump. She gets eliminated. Selena and Lopez, they are eliminated. They fight with each other to the back, so they're continuing on with their rivalry. Raquel hurls fire out to the floor. That was a cool elimination right there. We got Zoe Stocks, Shayna Baszler, and Mia Yim, and Raquel Rodriguez. That is the final four. Mia Yim taken out by Team Shayna and Zoe, and Raquel eliminates Shayna. Baszler attacks Rodriguez, even saves Zoe from elimination, but Raquel kicks Zoe in the head, and that's it. She's done. Raquel Rodriguez is the winner, but not yet. What? Bell doesn't ring. It's Chelsea Green. She was hiding under the ring. She sneaks up on Raquel, but Raquel just tosses her over. Raquel wins the Battle Royale, and she is the final entrant into the Elimination Chamber. Fun battle royale, you know, nice performances. I I felt from Selena, Ivy Nile was pretty noticeable. Fire and Dawn, also pretty good. Noticeably, no Piper Nevin in this one. That was a little bit odd, but yeah, well done, battle royale. We move on to an interview. It's Nia Jax and the women's world champion, Rhea Ripley, talking about their upcoming match at the Elimination Chamber. Rhea Ripley confident defending in her home country. That is going to be That crowd is going to go absolutely crazy for Rhea Ripley. And yeah, just kind of standard trash talking right here. Nothing crazy. It was okay. We move on. It is Jackie Redman. She goes on a deep dive into our truth and the Judgment Day's relationship. 
Jackie interviews Truth, who reminisces about the great start that they had as a team, and then the quick and nasty fallout that's broken our Truth's heart. Funny segment right here, Jackie doing like the beat reporter thing. I really like that. Let's let's play a little bit more with that. Yeah, pretty good stuff. We move on. It's UFC's Michael Chandler. He's cutting a promo in the crowd, calling out Conor McGregor, and then he runs shirtless through the crowd. Uh, pretty cool right here. So uh, finally getting a little bit of that, you know, UFC and WWE, they're now like under the same umbrella. We're wondering if we we're going to get any like cross promotion. I guess this is kind of what we're we're looking at here. But yeah, Michael Chandler. Dude can cut a little bit of a promo. I could see this dude being in the WWE one day. There's a lot of UFC guys I'd like to see. Uh, what is it? Uh, Blades? Uh, Derek, Derek Blades? I don't know. Regardless, solid little moment right here. We move on. Eight-man tag team match. R-Truth and The Miz. DIY versus Judgment Day. It's Finn Balor, Dom Dom, McDonough, and Damian Priest. Truth gets the hot tag, paying homage to his hero, John Cena. Crowd going freaking nuts. Champa and Balor collide hard into each other in the middle of the ring. They're both down. Truth with the scissor kick and a face buster to Priest. We got a near fall right there. Priest then nails Truth with a South of Heaven chokeslam. Grabs the W for the Judgment Day. Good tag team match, you know, using... Who cares whose legal formula, which is a lot of fun. Uh, they've been playing with that a lot more lately, which, I mean, it's it's good every now and again. Just just let everybody jump in there, hitting moves one after the other. The crowd was white hot for our truth So awesome. Like, this guy can be a world champion, and no one would be upset about it, even if he's 52 years old. He is so popular right now. Always has been. He's been very, very popular in the WWE. And, fuck, man, I've, I've been... Watching R-Truth since early TNA days. That's where I first saw him. This was a lot of fun. 7 out of 10. We got Becky Lynch. She cuts a promo for Anaheim. Talks about her new hat and the need to win the Elimination Chamber to finally face off with Rhea Ripley. Becky is interrupted by Liv Morgan, who also believes she will win at the Elimination Chamber and is the last person to defeat Rhea Ripley, apparently. Now, I haven't checked into that. Sounds like some baloney to me, but okay. Raquel Rodriguez enters the chat, followed by Naomi, Tiffany Stratton, and finally, Bianca Belair. Tiffany clocks Liv with a stiff forearm, and the brawl begins. All the women so worried about Ripley, they forgot about Nia Jax, who arrives annihilating everything that moves. Good, but a fairly long, drawn-out segment here, that beginning with Becky, very off-the-cuff. It was was fine. It was just, like, kind of rambly. Not that much trash talk, because everyone just kept interrupting each other with entrances. Um, I do love uh, Tiffany clocking Liv Morgan in the face. That was awesome. Looked like she caught her pretty fucking good. Nia Jax coming in like an absolute wrecking ball, destroying everybody. That that makes her look like a real threat going into her match with Rhea Ripley. So that was pretty well done. Good shit. Now we move on. It's Ivar versus Chad Gable for the 8,000th time. Ivar powerbombs Gable onto the barricade. Uh, you know, didn't look as bad as it sounds. Ivar off of the top, ass drop onto Gable's head. That was pretty scary looking. Ivar then misses the doom salt. Gable nails his moonsault. Goes into an ankle lock. Ivar is forced to tap out. Gable picks up a big W. 
Another really solid match between these two. That rope, that top rope ass drop, though. Holy fuck, dude. You could kill somebody with that. Just be careful, Ivar. But yeah, I've seen these two wrestle now a lot of times. It seems like their standard go-to thing. Like, all right, we need something to, to fill in some space. Let's do Chad Gable and Ivar. It's like, uh, all right. We move on. Drew McIntyre interviewed about why he didn't help Cody with the bloodline. Drew's thinking big picture here, everybody. He's thinking Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania doesn't want to waste his stamina. He wants to stay nice and fresh. Now, that's that's good thinking, Drew. We move on. New Day backstage promo. We, they're going to help keep Imperium out of the main event tonight. Next week, New Day versus Imperium in a street fight. Oh, buddy, that is going to be good. And speaking of good, that was a good fired up promo from the New Day. They have just been like angry lately, like very angry and aggressive. Uh, Street fight is, yeah, that should be some fun shit. Looking forward to that. And we get to the main event. It is the Intercontinental Championship on the line. Gunther defending versus Jay Uso. Pat McAfee dancing on the table during Uso's entrance, and Gunther just stares at him like, don't, don't fucking do it. Hilarious right there. Now we get to the match. Gunther slams Jay on the barricade. Uso Samoan drop to Gunther onto the announce table. Doesn't break, but still painful. Gunther then with the water boy dropkick and the powerbomb. Jay Uso kicks out of that. Jay dropped by one nasty Gunther chop. Goodness gracious. Uso hits a spear, Gunther kicks out of that, and then Jay proceeds to hit five more spears. The top rope splash pins, and the bell rings early. The referee stops the count. What the fucking fuck? It is Jimmy Uso. Oh, no. Jay takes out his bro with the dive. Super kick to Gunther. Goes for the splash. But Gunther counters it into a pinfall and retains the Intercontinental Championship. Damn. Possibly the closest Gunther has gotten to losing that title. Great effort here from main event. Jay Uso and Gunther, another banger match. 8 out of 10. That was great. And Jimmy, goddamn, massive heel move on his brother. Not finished yet. He nails Jay with multiple splashes to end the show. Yeet. So yeah, it looks like these two are moving into a a vicious brother-on-brother feud, hopefully. I would like that reminiscent of like Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Oh fuck yeah, let's do it. And that's the end of the show. Great go home raw with the big travel to Australia. I'm honestly shocked that they went this hard on this show. Fucking thumbs up for that. Drew McIntyre better get revo- uh, rewarded for all of his amazing work and the ridiculous amount of travel he is going through this week. He's doing Monday Night Raw, he's got a match on SmackDown, and then he's got a fucking travel to Australia. Like, oh my goodness. And wrestle on Saturday. Bananas. Really good wrestling overall on the show. Very happy Gunther and Jey Uso got the main event spot. Very good. You know, they could have gave it to Cody and Drew at the beginning of the show, but they didn't. So, got to give them a little props for that. Segments overall were mostly good. Just, fuck yeah, great Monday Night Raw. 8 out of 10. Now we go to NXT, and we're kicking off this show with a North American Championship match. It's Oba Femi defending against Alexis King. Mr. Stone comes out. He is mouthing off at Alexis King for mouthing off at his children last week. 
Mr. Stone shoved down by King, losing focus on Oba, who nails King with a big ol' pop-up powerbomb to retain the North American title. An okay match, you know, King doing well until the distraction. Yeah, just kind of, eh, it was fine. We move on, Ariana Grace chiming in on how Thea Hale could be better around Riley Osborne. JC Jane and Jasmine Nix, not impressed about it. I don't know who Jasmine Nix is. Anyway, Lyra Valkyria tells Tatum to stay put in the back during her match against Shotzi tonight. So, don't come out, don't attack, don't be my friend, none of that stuff. Moving on. NXT Tag Team Champions. Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin, they're in the ring, they're cutting a promo. Spear of Days chant with the crowd, okay, that's kind of like their finisher kind of thing, I guess, I don't know. Chase U arrives, they're eyeing up the tag team titles. Axiom and Nathan Frazier come out, they want a shot at the champions. Here comes Ava Rain. she announces a number one contenders tag team match tonight. Frazier and Axiom versus Chase U. Solid segment, Breaker, you know, all smiles and giggles. He's on fucking cloud nine right now. He's having a blast. And Ava Rain, I will shout her out. She's getting better and better on the mic each week. I mean, she was very bad, and the whole her becoming the GM, very random and questionable, but she's she's easing into it. Not bad, not bad. We move on. Rox and Perez versus Ren Sinclair. Perez hits a really nice-looking Pop Rocks, rolls into a crossface, and Sinclair taps out immediately. Perez dominating victory. A fine match, you know. Too bad Ren Sinclair can't really get anything going in this one, but she's pretty damn new. Moving on. Meta 4 is greeted by Gulak and the Catch Clutch crew, whatever the fuck. Dar wants to know who he's gonna fight, but Gulak won't reveal this information. Noam Dar flips out. Moving on, it's Josh Briggs going up against Brooks Jensen, former tag team partners, now frenemies. We get into it, Jensen, very aggressive out of the gate, throws Briggs over the barricade, stomping a good old mud hole on Josh in front of the crowd. Briggs battles back, hits a big boot, and a choke slam. We got a near fall right there. Briggs nails two clotheslines from hell, puts away Jensen for the W and screaming, I did this for you! I love you! Yeah, um, okay, good stiff fight right here. Briggs' mouth is all bloodied, so yeah, they were throwing some heavy shots. Jensen, nice aggressive performance. 7 out of 10, good shit. And uh, hoping that they have a series of matches that leads them back to being a tag team, but like, you know, Jensen was always kind of, you know, a little less focused, and if they get through whatever they're doing right now, this little uh, tough love thing that that Briggs is doing with Jensen, but I'm kind of digging it. Just, I don't really see them as single stars on their own being that successful. Maybe Briggs, but I, I want them to be a tag team. I enjoyed them as a tag team, hoping that this leads to them becoming a tag team again. We move on. It is Dijak keeping Joe Gacy, who is still in a straight jacket, Keeping him hostage, locked up in his little detective office. I have no idea what is going on with this. Very interesting as this weird rivalry continues onward. We got Carmelo Hayes. He has a little video package going over his reasonings again for betraying Trick. And yeah, it's just a well done video going over the same stuff we went through last week. We got Ariana Grace up next versus JC Jane with the Hale and Nix. Jane creates a distraction. Nix hits Ariana with a cheap shot. Jane's spinning forearm drops Grace. JC, with the assistance, grabs a W. 
Uh, not much of a match here. Hale, you know, displaying that she's not comfortable with the shenanigans going on with Nyx and JC. So maybe there's a upcoming fallout in a few weeks. We'll see where this goes. We have the family. They're having themselves a little bit of a meeting. The Don says it's time for him to lead the family in the right direction. Oh, doesn't enlighten us, though, with anything more than that. So what does that mean? Is he going to focus more on a singles thing? Or are we going to add more people to the family? We're just going to have to wait and find out, I guess. Oh, no, here he comes again. It's Ridge Holland. He is interviewed about why he went crazy with a chair on Gallus last week. Revenge, duh. I mean, goddamn. Another boring interview segment with Ridge Holland. We move on. Number one contenders tag team match. Chase U. It's Duke Hudson and Andre Chase with Riley Osborne versus Axiom and Nathan Frazier. We got Duke Gus- Gutbuster sent on combo. Kind of goes off. I mean, Axiom splats onto Duke's face, so everyone just taking a nasty fall right here everyone seems to be okay it was a cool move i will give uh, duke that axiom nails duke with a beautiful avalanche spanish fly chase and fraser trading counters chase roll up pins and chase you are number one contenders again good fast-paced back and forth tag team match couple of stumbles but i enjoyed the chemistry in the ring here good match seven out then we got Frazier, he is pissed, he lost, gets into Chase U's face about it, and then both teams blindsided by the OC, it's Gallows and Anderson who hit the magic killer, alright, we got another new team on the block for NXT, I mean, I guess it makes sense they weren't doing jack titties on the main roster, so I guess why not throw them down on NXT, yeah, okay, moving on, Lash Legend now with Jakara Jackson versus Kalani Jordan. Kalani is setting up on the top rope. Jackson interferes and doesn't get disqualified. I feel like she... That was dumb. Lash nails a big old choke slam and grabs a W. Not much time given for this match. I did like what I was seeing in the ring, though. A little bit of technical wrestling, a little bit of brawling, and, of course, the athleticism on both women. Very, very high. So I would like to see Lash Legend and Kalani Jordan go at it a little bit more. They're probably two of my favorite... uh, up-and-coming wrestlers on the roster right now. So we move on to the main event, NXT Women's Championship on the line. Lyra Valkyria defending against Shotzi Blackheart. Sadly, Shotzi suffers a knee injury during a commercial break and cannot continue the match. Oh, no. But don't worry, folks. We're not going to leave you without your main event match. Ava Rain comes out, announces it is now a open challenge. And guess who comes out? We just saw her. It's Lash Legend. She comes out, answers the call, and we get this match. Lash hits a lovely spinning back breaker thing. Slam dunk choke slam. And Lyra kicks out of that. Valkyria hits a top rope splash, pins, and retains the NXT Women's Championship. I mean, injuries happen. It sucks. I thought they did a really good job uh, from both women here calling the match on the fly. Really sucks for Shotzi and, you know, sucks. The whole situation sucks when you have to do something like that. But, yeah, I thought they did an okay job. Like, the finish was was super flat. Like, the, the splash that Lyra hit. 
it was pretty weak looking and yeah, it just kind of ended, but I'm not going to really give them shit for that. Injuries happen and I thought they recovered as best as they could. Still gave the people a match that you could be fairly happy about. And that's the end of the show. Solid NXT this week. Briggs and Jensen have a pulse again. That's good. I feel like I was a little bit hard on them. Unlike Ridge Holland though. God, Jesus, this guy is just so boring. So just nothing going on there. We uh, Tag team division is moving on pretty strongly. We add in the OC now. Don't really see them doing a whole lot. Hopefully they're just going to lose and make other teams look good. Fine wrestling, though it was super unfortunate about that main event. Hopefully Shotzi's okay. I, don't, I haven't heard if that's a long-term injury, but yeah, super unfortunate for her. A solid show overall. Six out of ten. So we're going to be a little messy this week. We're going to do the Elimination Chamber predictions right now. We'll get those out of the way because I don't think anything else is going to be added. So there's not too many matches on there because obviously you have the big Elimination Chamber matches. So the Men's Elimination Chamber, you got Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, yeah, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. Um, That's a tough pick for sure. I feel like the... I mean, there's three strong favorites in here with McIntyre, L.A. Knight, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens. I mean, Kevin Owens, borderline, but I don't know. I just don't think WWE believes in in him very much. I personally, I'm going to pick Drew McIntyre. I think he deserves it. I think he's been outstanding. He's been an MVP on Monday Night Raw for a while now, cutting excellent promos, putting on great matches. I would love for him to win it and face off with Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. That would be good. But I wouldn't be the only person that would make me upset is Logan Paul and like a little bit Bobby Lashley just because other guys deserve it a bit more. But my pick is Drew McIntyre. Next, you got the Women's Elimination Chamber match. It's Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez. So, another really tough one here where a lot of the people in it really like. I mean, Becky Lynch would be a heavy favorite. Bianca Belair as well. Sort of Raquel Rodriguez. I know WWE likes her, but I don't. So hopefully she doesn't win. I would not like to see Liv Morgan win. She just returned from injury and it's just not that great. Tiffany Stratton, that would be such a unreal win for her, but I just don't think it's time yet. Uh, At some point, Tiffany Stratton is going to be the champion in WWE, but Oh, boy, that's a tough one. I'll probably go with Becky. I don't think she's won an Elimination Chamber yet. So I'm going to go with Becky, but wouldn't be shocked if Belair won it. Maybe even Naomi. She just came back to WWE, but I I think that would be the wrong move to go with. I think Becky is your safe pick. So I'm going to go with her. And then we have the Women's World Heavyweight Championship match. Rhea Ripley defending against Nia Jax. I mean, they've done a really good job at beefing up Nia Jax. She looks like a real monster heading into this match, but still in, in no real worry that Rhea Ripley's going to lose this one. Really good chance there's going to be some sort of shenanigans or something, but going to have Rhea Ripley coming out of there with the championship in her hometown. That's also underratedly huge. Crowd's going to go fucking crazy for her. Well, they better. They better. So yeah, Rhea Ripley wins that one, and undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match, Judgment Day versus Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. I love Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate. Don't think they're going to win, but I hope they get an awesome showcase. Turn some heads. Hopefully, I this one I can almost... This should open up. It might open. I don't know. 
It could open the match, but I, I'll hope open up the show. But I, I'm expecting a "This is awesome" chant out of uh, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. They're going to go off. They're going to get it done. But they're not going to win the titles. It'll probably be Judgment Day with the victory. So there's all the matches that they have listed there as of right now. So those are my predictions, and y'all can chime in and let me know what your predictions are going to be for Elimination Chamber. And we're not going to go to SmackDown just yet because actually it's happening right now. I haven't watched it. So I'll get the Dynamite notes. I'll get the Dynamite review done right now. So we'll do Dynamite in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And there was no JR on the show. I was shocked. John Moxley and Claudio versus FTR, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, tag team match opening up this show. Moxley shoved hard into the steel steps that looked very painful. Claudio powers up FTR for a double back suplex. Very impressive. BCC assisted pile driver on the outside. How you doing? Nice clothesline powerbomb combo from FTR. Moxley kicks out of that. Claudio and Dax both have sharpshooters locked in. And then they lock eyes with each other and just start slapping the shit out of each other. Fucking love that. Thumbs up. FTR about to hit the shatter machine, but the bell rings and time has run out. Damn. BCC and FTR continue brawling after the bell. Locker room spills out to separate them and no overtime, no five more minutes. Aw. But another really good battle between these rival teams. Seen them fight quite a few times now and exactly what I was expecting. A stiff, old school style tag team match. Seven and a half out of ten. We got Renee. She interviews Orange Cassidy, going over his absolutely insane workload as a champion. The doctor says that he is barely medically cleared, but he's cleared, so he will wrestle. Orange Cassidy versus Mike Bennett with Taven. Orange runs up the ramp and clocks Taven with an orange punch before the bell. Roddy runs down, making a big distraction. Bennett punches Cassidy right in the dick. Hits a pile driver. We got a near near fall right there. Death Valley driver onto the floor. That's just a nasty bump right there for Orange. Ouch. Cassidy rallies back, though, with an orange punch. Beach break pins and wins. Don't think the title was on the line anyway, but yeah, Cassidy deserves a freaking break from retaining the... Yeah, I guess, well, he would have retained the title anyway. Cassidy immediately jumped by the Undisputed Kingdom. Out comes Jake Haggard, who's from Oklahoma, I guess. He's out there for the save. And the match was solid. You know, Bennett showboating throughout was pretty good. But the Taven match last week was much, much better. Though I think it was a no disqualification or something. So yeah, it's obviously going to be a little bit better. But still pretty good. We have Ric Flair. He arrives to the arena looking very serious. Not, not wheeling and dealing and all that no woo nothing he goes to see the young bucks about sting's retirement so that's all we really get what's going on there is sting gonna join the young bucks that would be big or is he just gonna be like hey i want to be in sting's corner all right we'll see where that goes we have tony shivani now he is interviewing danny garcia who will be getting a a tnt championship shot versus christian at revolution crowd chanting you deserve it and yeah he does Garcia fired up promo is cut off by Christian and the patriarchy. Christian doesn't want to have the match at Revolution. Starts bringing up Garcia's dark family past, revealing Garcia's dad was a deadbeat alcoholic and he's dead. 
goodness. Christian offers to be Danny's new father, and Garcia declines. The patriarchy sent after Garcia. Matt Menard arrives to back up Garcia. And yeah, good fired up promo here from Danny and Christian. I mean, goddamn, S-tier heel work as always. This guy is unbelievable. Thumbs up. We move on. Timeless Tony Storm with May and Luther versus local talent Cindy Winnell. Tony puts away the local talent with the Venus de Milo for a quick squash W. Here comes Gianna Perrazzo. She interrupts Tony's celebration for her own match, which is Gianna Perrazzo versus Madison Rain. A couple of former TNA wrestlers right here. Madison gets planted on her head. Very scary looking bump. She just drives her head right into the mat. The ref immediately goes to her attention. She seems okay. Deanna locks in the ankle lock and Madison forced to tap out. Honestly, not the best flowing match right here. It was a, kind of a slow one, just not that good overall. A little bit surprised. I thought these two were familiar with each other. It did not look that way in the ring. Timeless Tony is offended by Deanna. She charges down, puts a whooping on Deanna, and then applies a crazy amount of lipstick to her own face. My, she must have used that whole damn lip tube or what I don't know I don't know makeup so moving on Darby Allen showing a old picture of Sting and his family then Sting appears talking about the importance of family and all that stuff and that no one has ever talked about his family like that before so Sting will end the Bucks at Revolution pretty intense promo right here from Sting you know very very just death in his eyes look so yeah he means business Moving on, speaking of means business, Wardlow cuts a promo. He is pissed, so pissed that he lost all his momentum, claims that he is the uncrowned king of AEW, and this is war. Whoa, okay, all right, pro- all right, all right, Wardlow, I see you, I see you. That was a hell of a promo, my friend. My goodness, where's that been at? And you know what? A lot of truth in his words. You know, this guy, he was over man he was so fucking over he was maybe the hottest thing in AEW there for a second powerbombing everybody being MJF's like bodyguard and then he emerges out of that it was kind of like a Triple H and Batista situation and evolution and then he just he lost all his momentum which is a tragedy he came back they tried to do like the same thing with them, like, oh, just start powerbombing people, it's gone, it's absolutely gone, so, yeah, he's very pissed off about it, if, if, I don't remember if he got hurt or something, what happened there, why he lost all of his momentum, but, yeah, dude, this guy should have been on the level with MJF as a homegrown talent, he's been there since the beginning of AEW, and, yeah, man, that, that was, uh, that was a fucking awesome promo right there, thumbs up, Main event time, trios tag team match, it's Hook, it's Hangman, and RVD versus Brian Cage, Swerve Strickland, and Samoa Joe. Hook getting separated from his team, RVD hot tag hits the rolling thunder and a five-star frog splash, but the pin is broken up. Preview of the Revolution triple threat, you got Swerve and Hangman and and Joe in there. Uh, Swerve accidentally kicks Joe in the face, oopsie-daisy. Hangman powers Swerve through the announce table. That was dope. Thumbs up for that. Hook powers up Samoa Joe for a belly-to-back suplex. Five-star attempt is stopped by Brian Cage. Joe chokes out RVD for the W. Uh, a bit too long of a match. This one just kept going on. I was like, holy crap. Like, I'm, I'm good. Let's end this thing. 
Hook making some mistakes throughout this match uh, kind of played into the match going on too long. He has not been in a very long match before, and he was starting to get a little bit exposed out there, I was noticing. But he wasn't, like, bad or anything. Uh, some good chaotic moments thrown in there. The Revolution preview was pretty good, and they put a little bit of drama in there. Of the There was potential for Swerve and Joe to work together, but now it seems like that's not going to happen since Swerve kicked him in the face and all that shit. So, yeah, solid main event, just too damn long. And a solid dynamite overall. Not the strongest wrestling on this show. The opening match was quality, but the rest of it was just like, yeah, it was fine, you know. Better mix of segments throughout this show. They're starting to get better with that. Garcia and the Patriarchy segment was excellent. Like, if they can get more segments like that and have a another heel or a baby face on that level, I know they don't have MJF right now, but they can use some more guys that can put on a really good segment like Christian. Uh, Wardlow, that was a good promo. That was surprising. So maybe he can get back on track, but we'll have to wait and see for Wardlow. Six and a half out of 10 for Dynamite. And we continue the confusion going back to the WWE now with SmackDown. And I think they're in Perth in Australia. They didn't, I didn't even see, they didn't announce it. Whatever. We got Liv Morgan going up against Tiffany Stratton kicking off this show. And Bianca Belair joins commentary. We got a nice mid-rope code breaker by Liv. Tiffany sneaky face slap to Belair, who then loses her mind, tries to enter the ring. The referee then misses Morgan's roll-up. Liv is shoved into Belair. The roll-up by Stratton pins, snagging a big W heading into Elimination Chamber. Solid back-and-forth match showcasing two participants in the upcoming chamber. Add in a little bit of heat there with Bianca. Not bad. Pretty solid match. We got Drew McIntyre trash-talking CM Punk backstage. Bobby Lashley appears, tells Drew he's going to tap out to the Hurt Lock in the chamber. And then he giggles about it and leaves. Uh, Well done, Bobby. Uh, not, not, Not the best words from Bobby, but whatever. We move on. We get a weird Ashante the Adonis playing dress up with Cedric Alexander like video. Anyway, they appear to take hours deciding on an outfit for Cedric, and they end up settling on, like, massive blue blocker sunglasses, leather pants, and a vest that is way too small. It is good to see Cedric back doing something. Uh, I was a little bit surprised he's still here, not because I just thought he got taken out in that huge purge that they did, but Cedric Alexander is awesome. Ashante, I have not seen much out of him yet, but interesting to see where this, I'm guessing, tag team goes. We shall see. We get the Bloodline backstage. Jimmy is super hyped about taking out his brother Jay on Raw this week. Yeet, no yeet, and all that stuff. Roman brags about putting that whole plan together, and then Paul Heyman tells Roman that Grayson Waller has arrived. I guess they're talking about stuff for uh, the Elimination Chamber, I guess. Anyway, uh, it appears that Jimmy's goal is also to make Roman Reigns laugh on camera, which isn't really that hard nowadays, but he is very, very hyper. Eventually, Waller enters the room. Roman is going to tell him a secret. We get a big old close-up on Roman, and then it cuts away. What the heck in heck? How dare you hit me with a big old cliffhanger? And I I don't know what's going to happen with that. What is Grayson Waller cooking with Roman Reigns? We got Braun Breaker versus Dante Shen. This is Braun Breaker's debut match on SmackDown. Braun breaks Dante in half with a wicked spear for a dominating debut victory on the SmackDown. Braun has a ton of potential, though. Seriously, this guy 
could be like a Batista level. Like he is very explosive in the ring. He is starting to find his his character outside of the ring and in the ring. He's putting on some banger matches. And yeah, right now he is NXT Tag Team Champion with Baron Corbin. And that is going way, just way better than I expected. And yeah, this guy could be big. We'll see what happens. Moving on, Electra Lopez trash-talking Wild and Del Toro, calling them followers, and that they're nothing without Rey Mysterio. Legato jumps LWO from behind as their rivalry continues to boil over. Eh, it's been pretty good. We move on. JD McDonough and Dom Mysterio versus Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. Dunn is unleashed on Dom, starts tearing up tearing him apart, pulling his fingers and all that great stuff. Airplane spin into a driver by Tyler. McDonough Moonsault is stopped by Dunn's knees. Just a brutal-looking bump there for J.D. McDonough. Ouch. Dom sneaks in a 619. Doesn't matter. Dual Tyler drivers on McDonough. Dunn and Bate grab a big momentum win, heading into their match at Elimination Chamber. Oh, man. Tons of skill in the ring right here. They've been showing off those... WWE 2K ratings, those are just bananas. A 71 for fucking JD McDonough is crazy. They hit Dom with an 83, which I know sounds crazy, but I think that's actually a pretty good number. Uh, yeah, crazy numbers. Dunn and Bate, though, they were great in this match. McDonough selling his ass off, as always. And I love that little 1v1 with uh, Pete Dunn and JD McDonough. Had a little quick... 30, 40 seconds in there. It was really awesome. Good tag team match. Seven at then. United States champion Logan Paul, Waller, and Theory complimenting each other on their appearances backstage. Kevin Owens shows up, lights them up with the chirps, and then leaves. Classic Kevin Owens. Funny stuff. Move on. It's the Street Profits with Bobby Lashley and B-Fabe versus AOP, Akeem, and Razar with the Final Testament. Angelo Dawkins' big dive to the outside takes out the AOP. Nice doomsday blockbuster by the Prophets. They're cooking. Montez is knocked off of the top by Carrion. Then all hell breaks loose on the outside. Bobby's fighting with Carrion. B-Fab fights with Scarlet's Benanias. We got Cross hits Bobby with a chair. AOP nailed the combo neckbreaker powerbomb thing to grab the W over the Prophets. Pretty solid match, you know, feels like forever since I've seen the Street Profits in a match. It's really nice to see them there. They were good. And AOP, decent enough performance. Not bad. We got Dakota Kai assuring Bailey backstage that they are going to make damage control pay. Dakota is super hurt, though, so she can't really do anything. And honestly, I don't really trust her just yet. I don't know if, uh, I mean, it makes the most sense for her to team up with Bailey, but I'm not sure. It could be a double swerve. I'm not putting my, my eggs in a basket just yet. Main event time LA Knight versus Drew McIntyre. Logan Paul interrupts joining commentary. Kevin Owens also shows up to join commentary, making this awkward <laughs> situation with Logan and, and Kevin on commentary. That was pretty good. Drew hits a future shock DDT, misses the Claymore. Knight smashes Drew's head on the table a whole bunch of times. Knight thrown into Kevin, who then jumps Drew immediately. Matches disqualified. Hell breaks loose. Owens fights with Logan Paul, hits him with a stunner. 
Bobby Lashley runs down, spears the shit out of Owens. Drew hits a Claymore on Bobby. And Drew the last man standing until, out of nowhere, it's an RKO from Randy Orton. Randy Orton poses and the show ends. A solid go-home smackdown showcasing some of the Elimination Chamber competitors, adding it a bit of heat between the competitors there as well. Pretty decent 6 out then. And now back to AEW Rampage. We're kicking this show off with the three-way trios match. It's Top Flight versus Penta and Commander and Brian Keith versus Private Party and Matt Seidel. We get Penta nails a fear factor on the apron. Private Party Gin and Juice is countered into a destroyer by, by Penta. Very nice. Penta launches Commander over the ropes, nails a crazy spinning tornado. Very nice. Penta, Fear Factor in the ring this time on Seidel, pins and grabs the W. Really solid tag team match to open up the show. Lots of quick tags allowed everybody to have a little bit of time in there. I felt like Penta and Keith were standouts. That Keith guy, he's uh, pretty fucking good and underrated. Now he's officially signed with AEW, gonna start seeing more and more of him. Pretty solid. We get Soraya, she is flipping out backstage because Ruby ditched the outcast. This was a really funny, quick segment. Really good stuff out of Soraya. She's just having a meltdown. Gonna hit it with a thumbs up. Well done. We get the Young Bucks, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson versus Lions and fucking Cappuccino Jones. Here we go. Uh, CJ, Cappuccino Jones, destroyed by a lariat and then the Tony Khan driver for a quick squash W for the Bucks. Nicholas loses it on the referee for calling him Nick. Bucks invite Tony Schiavone into the ring. Nicholas apologizes to Tony for shoving him down last week. Claims it was an accident. He tripped over his own shoe. No big deal. Then they offer Tony a $25 Amazon gift card. Aw, that's really nice. But they do not take back the $25,000 fine they gave Tony Schiavone last week. So really funny stuff right here. Matthew then trash talks Sting and Darby. And yeah, some more good stuff here from the Young Bucks. Thumbs up. I like it. Shivani then interviews Sammy Guevara, who is pissed off at Powerhouse Hobbs that put him through a table last week. Don Callis comes out calling Sammy names. And then Hobbs' sneak attack fails. Sammy takes out Hobbs with a dive and some chair shots. Hobbs drops Sammy with a wicked lariat and then multiple power moves. Pretty solid little segment here. We get Sky Blue. She calls out anyone to fight her whenever, however, all that stuff. And then we get to Mariah May versus Anna Jay. Get a nice stratisfaction from May. She misses the hip attack, though, but a cool backbreaker from Anna. Locks in the Queen Slayer. Mariah bites her way out of the... Out of the oh, my God. I'm struggling over here. I got marbles in my mouth. Regardless, Mariah bites her way out of the submission, nails a mayday, pins, and wins. Mariah, heavy-handed performance. She has really nice-looking strikes on TV. Looks great. She might just be punching a bitch. I don't know. But she's working well with Anna. Pretty solid match. Could have been a little bit longer, but yeah, not bad. We get Ruby Soho. She had a good date with Angelo Paca. Cuts an angry promo on Soraya and then leaves Paca. Pretty good promo right here from Ruby. I'm st- Okay, we're starting to develop some consistently solid little promos right now. Main event time. It's Jake Haga with a mascot of some variety versus Roddy Strong with the Undisputed Kingdom. 
Undisputed Kingdom go after the mascot. It's Orange Cassidy. He arrives for the save, and he throws the purple bucket hat to Jake Haggard. He goes insane. Jake nails a powerbomb, locks in the ankle lock. Cassidy thrown into the ring, distracts Hager. Roddy nails the running knee strike, pins and wins. Oh, no. Crowd-pleasing match, sort of. I guess not for the finish, but, you know, you had a mascot out there. Hometown Jake Hager with the purple bucket hat. Yeah, it, w- it was pretty decent. It was fine. And that's the end of the show. And all right, Rampage, the Bucks segment was probably my favorite thing. If that's going, if that's where the Bucks are going to start developing their character, then it looks like I'm going to have to keep watching Rampage. Um, you know, the wrestling was fine, nothing crazy, some solid quick segments, but yeah, this is a skippable rampage, you don't really have to watch it, uh, with a 5 out of 10, and we finish it off with Collision in Missouri, the reason why this recap episode is late this week, because they said they were gonna be off for two weeks, and then they lied to me, so here we go with Collision kicking it off with Sammy Guevara versus Powerhouse Hobbs. In a no disqualification match. We got Hobbs catching Guevara, slams him onto the steel steps, the apron, and the barricades a whole bunch of times. How you doing? Hobbs makes Riccaboni give him his belt so that he can whip the bejesus out of Guevara with it. Ow. Guevara, but he gets his revenge, Guevara does, with the belt. He smacks up Hobbs with it a bunch of times, sets up a couple of tables. And then proceeds to dive off of the top rope, but Hobbs catches Sammy again and then delivers a spine buster off of the apron through the tables. Big old crash. Thumbs up for that. Sammy manages to lift up powerhouse Hobbs for the GTH. Hobbs kicks out of that. Sammy smashes Hobbs with a monitor, goes airborne again, and is caught and slammed hard again by Hobbs. Sammy grabs some beer bottles from the fans and smashes the bottles over Powerhouse's head. I can only imagine that, th- that those bottles were fake and those those two fans were placed there, but damn, that was cool. Hobbs is then placed on two more tables. Guevara grabs an, I swear it was like an 80-foot ladder. The thing was freaking huge. And then proceeds to deliver a beautiful swanton bomb off of the ladders. Another beautiful crash. Thumbs up. Sammy goes for the 450 splash. Hobbs shoves the referee into Guevara. Guevara falls off of the top. Well, he doesn't fall off yet. Avalanche, world's strongest slam through the table. Hobbs pins and wins. Holy shit. Sammy Guevara channeling his inner attitude era. Hardy Boys just jumping off of all the ladders and stuff. Great performance from him. I find it very funny that uh, he's a recent new father, and I heard him in an interview. He's like, yeah, I'm probably going to tone down the big bumps and crazy stuff, and here he is jumping off of huge ladders on a weekly basis. I think this is his second big jump this week, maybe? I don't know. Regardless, great job from him. And Hobbs, truly a powerhouse. He caught Sammy midair like three, four times. Very impressive. Slamming the shit out of him, hitting big bumps. Hell yeah, this is a banger opening match. Eight at ten. We got Moxley and Claudio. They cut a promo about FTR. Claudio, much better this week, not caught off guard, was able to deliver uh, a respectable promo, I guess. We move on. It's FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood versus Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty. FTR nailed the Doomsday device on Moriarty to pick up the W. It's another really solid standard FTR match. 
Dak's taking a whooping from Taylor, lots of striking and stuff. Just, yeah, kind of copy and paste FTR stuff. Cash cuts a rare promo, but only a short one. Then he passes it off to Dax, who does his thing. Decent. We got Lady Bird Monroe going up against Thunder Rosa next. Thunder with the Death Valley driver. Tijuana bomb, and Thunder grabs another victory. Just a quick little tune-up match here for Rosa. Really not much to say other than that. Chris Statlander calls out, I think it was Sky Blue for a match. Okay, and we move on to the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. It's Jay White, Daddy Ass, and Colton Gunn versus the Iron Savages. We get an interesting little moment here. It's Caster doing his rap. He says something about battling with management, and then he just like awkwardly stops the rap. So I might be reading into this a lot, but it seems like Caster is frustrated, doesn't seem like he's very happy, and maybe he's dealing with some shit backstage with Tony Khan. Interesting. I, I, I didn't. I, that's, I might be reading into it a lot, but it was very noticeable to me. Not caster like. We move into the match. Boulder finger banging the scissor gang. That was pretty funny. He's dancing and stuff. White hits the blade runner, grabs a quick W for this super group. And yeah, entertainment match, kind of a palate cleanser. Honestly, I'm not really feeling these two groups getting combined together. I think maybe that's why Caster is maybe a little frustrated. Having this group mashed together, you know, no one's really getting the spotlight. Caster and um, his partner, his name fucking eludes me right now. But I feel like the Acclaimed have kind of lost a bit of steam since they got added in with Daddy Ass and like that whole... You know, his sons, Daddy Ass's sons, going up against him. I feel like they were a lot better as enemies. Again, I still feel like this is a Jay White like plan to get to the trio's championships. I don't think they're actually friends. But I, I don't know. I'm just seeing some frustration from Caster's side of it. Everyone else seemed fine. Again, might be reading too much into it. But I am not that into this super group. Uh, combining together, I think it's just too much, and it's not Jay White's flavor at all. I don't, like, he's doing a good job. It's just not what I want to see Jay White doing right now. So we move on. Brian Danielson interviewed about Eddie Kingston, adding the handshaking stipulation to the match. If Danielson loses, he has to shake Eddie Kingston's hand. So Brian proceeds to flip the fuck out, yelling he has no respect for Eddie Kingston. Eddie is just wasted potential, and he's going to Ed Kingston at Revolution. This was a really good fucking explosion promo from Danielson. Thumbs up right there. We move on to Malachi Black versus Brian Keith. Nasty double stomp off of the top rope and a German suplex from Malachi. Keith avoids the spinning heel kick, nails a lovely Tiger Bomb near fall there. Malachi then connects with the spinning heel kick, grabs the W, and yeah, just an okay strike-heavy match. Crowd was very, very quiet. Ending did pick up the pace for a nice finish, but yeah, it was a pretty slow match. The lights go out. Mark Briscoe is there with a kendo stick. He attacks Malachi. House of Black arrive to help out Malachi. They beat up Briscoe, and then they leave. We got Serena Deeb versus Lady Frost up next. Both women trading nasty chops. Frost, neat spinning slam, got a near fall there. D 
deep hammerlock lariat locks in the single leg crab and frost forced to tap out deep another victory i think that's like four or five in a row something like that it was an all right technical match deep's competition getting a little bit better she's still kind of ramping up since her return from injury she was gone for a very long time like a year or something nice strikes from deep and frost and Deeb cuts a, admittedly, not a very good promo. She was messing up her words after the match, looking for someone in the women's division to step up to her. Eh, it was okay. Now we have Eddie Kingston joining commentary for the main event match. Brian Danielson versus Yoon Akiyama, another legend. Akiyama slips off the apron a little bit with Danielson. Kind of an awkward-looking fall there, but everyone is okay. Akiyama nails the old-school pile driver. Got a near fall right there. Both men go for running knee strikes. They collide into each other in the middle of the ring. Danielson counters a suplex into a knee to Akiyama's face, plus a psycho knee. Danielson puts away the legendary Yun Akiyama. Good old-school strong-style match. Lots of stiff strikes back and forth. High-quality technical wrestling. And just an extra point for Akiyama in general. I really liked his... He's an older guy, but uh, Danielson hit him with a a good shot in the face, and he just dropped. Uh, Really good selling right there. Seven and a half at then. Danielson disrespects the legend, kicking Akiyama in the ding-ding. Kingston loses it, attacks Danielson. Claudio down for the save, and then FTR show up just because. And that's the end of the show. Solid return collision after the little break here. Found the middle of the show to be a little bit weak. The matches there just weren't really anything special. An entertaining promo there from Danielson. That was good. Opening match was an absolute banger. Hobbs and Sammy. The main event was also pretty good with another legendary appearance from... I I think he's from New Japan, I would have to imagine. Six and a half out of ten for Collision this week. And we finish it off with the three stars of the week. I will shout out that Akiyama match versus Brian Danielson. That was pretty damn cool. Other than that, we just got a three standard stars for this week. Third star is going to FTR versus Moxley and Claudio for the 4,000th time on Dynamite this week. If you haven't seen it before, it's probably going to be pretty damn good. If you're like me and seen these two teams go after each other a whole bunch of times, kind of copy and paste, but it's still really good wrestling, cannot be denied. Good enough for the third star this week. Second star goes to Sammy Guevara versus Will Powerhouse Hobbs. No disqualification match on Collision. I mean, you got the table spots. You got Sammy channeling his inner Jeff Hardy with the big swanton dive. I mean, there's a lot to like right here. So yeah, got to give them second star this week. But not good enough for the first star. That first star's going to... It's Gunther versus Jey Uso Intercontinental Championship match on Raw. You know, I really wish this match could have been on the pay-per-view elimination chamber, but, you know, at least we got it on Monday Night Raw. Better than nothing, and it was a fucking really good match. Jey Uso, you know, channeling that inner main event. Uso on fire right now. The crowd is just loving him. Always have, but Gunther also continues to develop his character he's not just an excellent technical in-ring specimen anymore he can be very entertaining and yeah man good enough for the first star this week and there we go everybody thank you so much sorry that the recap came out after my pay-per-view review you can go listen to that the elimination chamber review is up it's already up there go check it out and um 
Yeah, so um, according to uh, my predictions that I made earlier in this episode, which were done days before Elimination Chamber, I swept the board. Uh, Other than the pre-show match that I wasn't aware of was even on the card, I got all the matches right. Nailed both Elimination Chamber winners, got the two title matches. Yeah, it wasn't a really hard pay-per-view, honestly, to predict, so I'm not, like, you know, super impressed with it. But, yeah, I'm uh, fairly happy with that pay-per-view. Go over there, listen to the review, let me know what you thought of that pay-per-view. And, yeah, so thank you, everybody, so much for listening. You're awesome. You want to be even more awesome, just make sure you're hitting that little review button, liking the podcast, doing all that little stuff. Only takes a click of the button, and it helps out the podcast a whole bunch. And if you want to send in any questions, concerns, comments to the podcast, there's an email address, Twitter page, and I upload all of these episodes to the Gamer GX YouTube channel. You can go over there, check it out. All those links are down in the description. Drop a comment on the YouTube channel or whatever. And uh, send any questions related to wrestling, video games, hockey, just general podcasting questions. Doesn't matter. Send them on in. I'll answer it live on the podcast if you'd like me to. That would be a ton of fun. And in terms of what's coming up for the GX Plus cast this week, got your standard uh, hockey cast coming up. Should be coming out Wednesday. Again, kind of the same deal as last week. Trade deadline still getting closer and closer. We'll be talking about that stuff. And for the Gamer Cast this week, Just did Super Mario Sunshine Retro Backlog Review. Go back and check that one out. That was a lot of fun. And this week should be able to get the Persona 3 Reload Review out for this week's GamerCast. Getting very close to the end of that one. And yeah, and of course, your regularly regularly scheduled wrestling recap. I think Revolution is this Sunday, so there will be a separate pay-per-view review for AEW's Revolution. And yeah, so there you go, everybody. Again, thank you so much for listening. You're awesome. Hopefully, you're having a great day and all that good stuff. Continue along. Stick around with the GX Plus cast, and we will be back with some more GX Plus cast.